Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Nice bounce yep. back win. Uh, Harden playing a, a little bit better. 
in that game, sharing the ball, getting some points. I think he's having trouble adjusting to the rules uh, that are kind of implemented almost <laughs> against him. I don't think it's, I don't yeah, think it's against him. But the rules are were so weak. It made the league so soft. I mean, you can swing your arms, get a foul. I mean, you can flail, get a foul. There's no physical. There's physicality uh, to Kendrick Perkins' point. But I mean, it, 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 everything gets called. Um, it's kind of refreshing to see um, see the refs let them play a little bit. Now it kind of gets a little tricky because they let them play, but then you look at it and they're like, all right. They, it's not consistent. They don't call the fouls all the time, or they they call. It's not consistent. So Harden's yeah, having trouble I, adjusting. You know what I'm saying? I, but I, just I mean, love to see I, it. Uh, no, I, I love ahead, that, they're, that they're making that rule. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I I, I love it too. It, it, it reminds me of the old uh, Knicks and Bulls game, or Knicks and Heat, Knicks Pacers, uh, Pacers Bulls, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but I'm looking at, I, and I think. TP, Timeless, uh, Aaron Sirius, Simmons, Mike Harvey, Mr. Harvey himself last night all were in agreement that I think it was more about how good the Warriors are than how bad the Nets played in that game. And don't get me wrong, they played really bad. It was kind of sad to, to hear the, the crowd in Brooklyn chant for, for MVP for Steph Curry. Um, but the Warriors are that good, and they're they're got they have a tough game right now playing in Cleveland. Um, Curry's having a good game so far. I think he's got about twenty points. That he made about five three pointers. So, um, but the Nets they played bad, but the Warriors are that good. And you know, to your point that you made before, you know they're only going to reload. I think serious. Or, no, Mike said it best last night. I, I don't want to steal lines. I want to give these guys credit. Um, don't get me wrong, but. It, it's almost like getting Clay Thompson back, who is is clear for phys, for physical contact. It's like a midseason trade. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's like an added bonus. It, he he is at a point where he's ready to come back. It's like a bonus. This is a good team. They're in the top five in offense and defensive efficiency. They're only going to get better. They don't need him to come back to save the team. He's coming in to help them really kind of be the icing on the cake. This Warrior team is scary. Um, to me, they're the favorite, and and they're that good. They're 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 moving the ball. It's it's back to old time Warriors basketball. Moving without the basketball, Curry is, um, you know, ball movement. Everybody touches the ball. Um, it, this is a and, and they don't even have Wiseman back either, right? So this is a scary yeah. team. Yeah, no, and and I think they're well, you know, like you were saying, not even having Wiseman back. I mean, Draymond has, uh, he's one of those guys. It's he's he's in that weird in between spot where is he, you know, like he's obviously more than an above average role player, but he's not the star on the team. And I mean, that is just the perfect situation for that guy when you've got the outside shooting of uh, of Steph to just you know draw everybody outside, and then Draymond on the defensive end can can play well. I mean, again, I think one of the things for me that's been so impressive by the Warriors isn't the offense, which they're obviously getting. They're just, you know, you know, just putting every three in that they get. But they're also playing so well defensively. It's really frustrating. Right. Uh, but good for them. Right. I mean, you know, that's that's all you can ask for. But uh, I see we got one more voice out there, and I want to hear uh, what we got. Um, who is that? Is that Aaron? No, yeah, I'm not Simmons. sure. There it yeah, is. Yeah, for real talk, man. Listen. This is this is the second week in a row that I popped in here and you didn't understand my extension. You didn't even give me the <laughs> intro correctly. So I'm gonna go back on hold and I want you to try again. Okay. No, let me let me let me <laughs> let me do it. Let me do it because I I owe serious this one day. So calling in from the seven zero three, the five zero eight, the one two three five eight five four zero <laughs> is Malik's dad, who he thinks he's gonna rename his kid after Mo Bamba, but I'm gonna rename his dad your mama, uh, Mr. Aaron Simmons. Serious, what's going on? <laughs> yo, yo, see. That's how you come into the building, you know what I'm saying? That's how you come into the building. Mo Bamba is sweet, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Mo Bamba, he ain't, he ain't feeling well, wow. you know what I'm saying? He, 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 he ain't feeling well. But anyway, this is not fun. That's how we're doing today, man. Well, I'm good. <laughs> it's a day with the Sports City Chefs. How can it be a bad day? You know what I'm saying? Well said, well said, well said. 
All right, and let's get your take. What do you what do you think of the, the way the Warriors have been playing and just you know that that statement win against Brooklyn? Who I I don't know if Brooklyn was just playing bad or they made them look bad. What do you think of that? And and anything else you want to kind of just kick it off with before we hit some topics? You know, honestly, man, I, for me, the, the Warriors are playing exceptional ball right now, and that's to be commended. Um, again, we hit it. We, we we talked a little bit about it uh, on the free fall yesterday, and, and on my opinion. I think both TP and, and, and Barry are correct, you know, when we start talking about giving flowers or flowers is due. Um, you know, they're, defensively, they're playing exceptionally well. Obviously, they're riding the hot hand of, uh, of Steph, you know, and Steph is arguably an MVP candidate uh, at, at this point in time. Um, but the thing I like about them is um, the same strength in numbers seems like it's back because this team is able to go – one through seven, one through eight, respectively, um, and get production from any one of their members um, on, on on the floor. And again, the midseason trade, you know, comment when it comes to Steph uh, Clay Thompson coming back um, is about as accurate as this can get. Because you know, with that being said, you get another premier All Star um, who who comes back. Now, granted, we haven't seen him in close to two years of of, of live action, but if he's able to come back and provide anything resembling to what he was at before he left, um, this is going to be a scary team. And, again, we haven't even seen Wiseman get back. And so, you know, Steve Kerr is going to be able to go non-deep, if you will, um, you yeah. know, and, and, really, and really start the strike season. Keep in mind, keep in mind, you know what I'm saying, when it comes time for playoff basketball, that bench shrinks. So, you know, coaches sometimes only go six, seven deep. Um, but what Golden State is able to do based on the fact that they they built this camaraderie and played so many minutes and, you know, you got so many guys like Peyton getting significant minutes and, um, you know, it, it, it really gives Kerr more options and that way you might, you have to play Steph 35, you know, 40 minutes a night. You, you're able to rest him um, and, and do some other things. Poole is, you know, doing well. Looney, a guy who's been there for a significant amount of time, Wiggins just seems to uh, playing significant men as, as of late. Um, I love I love Gary Payton, you know, the second, you know. Uh, again, I don't want to say I was a, a, a Glove fan, but, you know, again, it, it is what it was. So <laughs> I like what this team is able to, 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 to do and what they were able to orchestrate. Uh, time will tell um, how far they go. But as we sit right now, I like what the Lakers are not the Lakers more to worry about. Yeah, I, you know, one of the names that you mentioned uh, was, was Wiggins. And I got to say, I mean, what a great landing spot for that guy. Because I think they're really getting the most out of Wiggins that anybody could. I mean, he's been productive. You look at his, you know, per games and his per 36s, or per, his per 36 minutes. Uh, and and he's really getting about the best production he's ever put together. And he's putting it together um, – on a team that, that does, again, not unlike I was saying about Draymond, they're not, they don't need to rely on him. Um, I mean, Steph is really the only guy on the team that you have to, you would ever say like, all right, you know, we've got five minutes to go. We need to look at one person and do it. You know, Steph can do it, but he's got just such a good supporting cast. I was just, I've been really impressed by Wiggins uh, as the, as the one, one sort of surprise on that team. And it, it had me thinking, you know, I always like to, uh, to look at, at, at NBA rosters and, you know, wonder what exactly their futures are going to be or how they're going to construct it. But uh, before, actually, hold on. I see we got, we got one more uh, caller on the line. Who is that? Uh, this Who's is Louie from Jersey. Seven, three? Yeah, this is Louie from Jersey. What's how going are you? on? Good. How you doing? What do you, what do you got right. for us? What are you thinking? Any thoughts on the, uh, on the Nets, the Warriors, the sport as a whole? Well, let's put it this way. With, if uh, Clay Thompson does come back, which he will eventually, uh, watch out because I think they're going to return back into form. You know, they've been off the last couple of years, you know, with, with all the injuries, but uh, they're making headway. So I'd say watch out in the West for the Warriors because it's coming. But I don't like how so, the, you... the Lakers are being treated, though, because, like, you know, they're saying, oh, well, they're not where they should be. Look, they're not exactly at the bottom of the – at the moment of the conference, I think they're playing out of, out of proportion. I mean, LeBron's been out with, you know, his with his injury and whatnot, but I think once that happens, the Lakers got to come back too, and it's going to be a good race uh, in the Western Conference. So don't write him off yet. Do you think it's that, way too early in the season to think, to think that they're done. 
Well, so I got to ask you: Do you think, based on that statement, that the uh, that the the Lakers are going to put it together closer towards the end of the season, and they're just kind of—I don't want to say coasting, but they're sort of making their way towards Christmas when they'll step it up because of that really advanced yeah. age of a roster. Yeah, I think by Christmas they'll get their act together. As soon as LeBron gets back from his injury, I think you're going to see a much better team. Now, I want to go around the room on this one. You, you brought up a point that I, I was thinking about, uh, but I want to start with you, Lou. What, what do you do? You think LeBron can? I don't even know know if I want to say MVP level, but I mean, do you do you think at this point LeBron can carry not just that team but really that franchise uh, to a point where they'll they'll put some real competition against the Warriors and say the Western Finals? I mean, is LeBron still that guy? I do. I do. LeBron, LeBron is still that guy. You know, because when he's on his game, you know, he's almost unstoppable. So even though, you know, despite his injuries that has happened, I mean, look what happened, you know, his first year he went with the Lakers. He was out the entire season. Yeah, they, they suffered a great deal. But once he got stronger, so did the rest of the team. If he's healthy, the Lakers could be a very, very dangerous team, as we have seen. Now, Barry, I know you're uh, the world's biggest LeBron fan. So, Barry, what, do you think LeBron can can really step it up? I mean, I have no no worry or reservation about AD, but what do you think about LeBron on and his role on that team? You're funny, world's biggest LeBron fan. Uh, shout out to Michael Jordan, the real goat. Um, listen, <laughs> I I I don't have any love for LeBron James. I respect him. I think he's a great person. I think he's a philanthropist. All that great stuff. Um, but I mean, I don't like him. Um, but that being said, um, don't hit the panic button on the Lakers. Um, I think everybody that knew anything about basketball knew this was going to happen. This is how the first month or so was going to unfold. I think Sirius and I talked about it on the kickoff show for uh, the season opening premiere of the crossover cafe. That's, uh, live on Thursday nights at nine o'clock. Um, listen, it's, it's, it, they're trying to figure it out, right? And LeBron, LeBron is not going to play this full season. He's going to have to take some days off. Um, you know, they took they 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 rested him against the Thunder, and they got blitzed by the Thunder both times. Shout out to TP Time, was the only Thunder fan I I ever know. Um, but he's 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 thirty what thirty seven years old. He's just not going to play a full season, and he and he's not. He's 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 going to be good enough to get them very far in the playoffs. As currently constructed, the Lakers are not going to beat the Warriors. And the problem there's two problems with the Lakers team that they have to fix. They will fix it. They will get better, trust me. It's how do they really kind of take the ball out of Westbrook's hands and put it in LeBron's hands? But how can you put it in LeBron's hands if he's never on the court, right? But Le- Westbrook to me is not he he he's a walking triple double, but then he'll throw in assists and 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 you know it, he'll get twenty points, but it'll take him twenty five shots to get there, or it'll take him thirty shots to get there. He's just not efficient, you know. The, he's a triple double, but it's not an efficient triple double. You know what I mean? He'll he'll give you seven eight right. turnovers a game. It drives me bad. So, um, and he's not a good shooter. Um, he's he he's a streaky shooter, but he's not a shooter. That's the problem with this team. They need shooters. Um, I think once Monk is a little bit um, more is healthier and is able to really get into the um, get into the lineup a little bit more, th- that'll kind of sort itself out. I think Ariza still not uh, hasn't played yet, so um, those are pieces that are coming. Hopefully, they'll help. But it's the shooting. It's Westbrook. He has to be able to learn how to play off the ball a little bit more because LeBron's just way more efficient than he is. So that's kind of what I see from the Lakers. Um, yeah, wait, but, Barry, yeah, who, I mean, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who would you expect on that roster to be the true, you know, point guard ball distributor? And then after LeBron, Barry, I want to hear LeBron. what Aaron's got to say about the Lakers. So, so it's yeah, LeBron. But, uh, if there's going to be, it's, it's so you're putting you're running everything through LeBron and having him feed Davis down in in, in the paint. That's the team. LeBron is the smartest player, if not the smartest player in the league. He's definitely the smallest player on that team. He he knows how to exploit matchups. He's a really he's a big student of the game. He'll get them in better spots to to succeed on offense and on defense than I think Westbrook would. Westbrook just you know is a a hundred miles a minute, you know slashing to the basket and then maybe he'll dump it off, but he'll force a pass. It's just not efficient. You know what I mean? LeBron is efficient, so I think well, that's what they need. Uh, 
Yeah. Now, Westbrook's when you hold the turbo button down on 2K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, basically, and you know, <laughs> it's, it drives me, it drives me batty. But um, and that's no slight to Westbrook. He's still, he's a good player. I, I you know, I I think you know, when I when people hear me, you know, kind of you know, bash him a little bit or whatever you want to say, they think I'm I'm really putting shade on. Him. I'm just calling it like I see it. He's a walking triple double. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a former MVP. But there's a reason why he's on his fourth team in four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason. For yeah. That. Yes. Now, Aaron, I gotta ask you because I don't know your uh, your your true opinions of guys like LeBron and some of these Lakers. So, what do you think uh, of the of that team and their ability to kind of make it towards the end with that uh, aging well, roster? Well, you know, well here's here's the thing. Like, so we 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 saw this coming a mile away. You know, if LeBron James is healthy and he has at least a extra horse to run along with them, they're going to be in the thick of things, period, in the discussion. Like, I, I have a hard time picking the Lakers to not make a playoff uh, uh, bracket. I have a hard time picking against the Lakers to not go deep. My issue was this, and, again, we all hit it. What in the world are they going to do with Russell Westbrook? Um, and, again, Barry the villain knows this, and TP and I, have gone into screening matches on this very network about Russell Westbrook. I'm not a fan. I never have been a fan of Russell Westbrook. Like, he, he, he went to Houston, and I had to deal with him, but I've never been a fan of Russell Westbrook because, once again, he doesn't elevate your team. He doesn't make your team better. He, he averages and does, does triple-doubles, but you get triple-doubles and you still – uh, a six seed in the, in, in, in the conference, you still don't get out of the first round. So what does that equate to? Nothing. He's on his fourth team in four years, and people want to sit there and, 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 and throw a party for this man because he's energetic, though. Nobody gives a damn about his energy. Can you help me win ball games? If the answer to that question is no, then you're messing with that. Now, with that being said, he has accumulated a bunch of statistics. Um, you know, he may or may not be a, a Hall of Famer. The jury's still all on that. But with that being said, mm-hmm. he needs to figure out how to play alongside other stars. He is now in a position with Carmelo Anthony and others trying to chase down a ring. And in today's day and age, you need to be able to play with other stars to get said ring. Even even the Milwaukee Bucks got Chris Middleton in there. They dropped Chris Middleton, and Chris Middleton is a secondary star. Know your role and play it well. You are not the guy anymore, Russ. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Play yeah. alongside with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and when it's you know when, when when you get the green light to start cooking, you know what I'm saying? LeBron James is good enough to get you to rock, and you start cooking. Like he's gonna go for games where he where he's dropping forty. He's gonna go for games where he, like he he has it, like the lights on. But when the light is off, you can't keep shooting the basketball. No. As a Houston Rockets fan, I sat there. I sat there and watched him shoot an out of ball game. I sat there and watched defenders leave this dude wide open and dare him to shoot, and he don't and, and, and he can't make it. So literally, you're a liability on the floor if you're not hitting your jump shot. Teams are going to pack in the paint and make you shoot, and you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, it, honestly, it, it, what, 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 yeah. honestly, when it's all said and done, again, back to the initial statement, I think the Lakers will figure it out. I think the Lakers will get it together. Um, again, pieces are coming back. But I'm very, very, very curious to see where they go, um, and, again, I will say this, and do not be shocked if, if it happens. You may have heard it here first. Nothing will shock me more. N- nothing will be more like LeBron James and the Lakers is that the trade deadline, Russ has moved. Wow. That, wow, nothing that's quite a bold take no- there, Aaron. N- nothing will shock me. N- n- it wouldn't shock me because at the end of the day, it's championship or bust. It is championship or bust right now. So and the Lakers so, and, are right. pos- and the Lakers in a pos- and, and the Lakers in a position to potentially win a championship. And, we, uh, and the thing is, we have a disgruntled point guard sitting right now in Philadelphia, who is once again LeBron James's wow. boy. So all right, all right, Aaron. So that, that's that's boy, that's quite a lot to digest, and 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 boy, yeah. I, I, that's quite an angle with the idea of a uh, of a Westbrook and and Ben Simmons. 
situation, both of them in their situations. Oh, I don't That's know if Westbrook is happy, and I don't know if the team's unhappy with them. But, Lou, I, yeah, I, I, I hear you're itching with a thought. What do you got? What are you thinking after hearing everybody's takes on the Lakers? Well, Simmons, is a, well, Simmons of course, is a putz, so it's number one right there. <laughs> we can't just blame Westbrook. We can't just blame Westbrook for, you know, how they're being uh, right now. I mean, you know, it's not all, it's not all its fault. Yeah, he's made some mistakes, but you know, it's not he's not entirely to blame. You know, I thought you know the big three. You know, basically it's going to take time to get uh, together, get their act together. But I I still see a lot of hope for this team. I mean, look, if the Bucks can get together with their big three, now the Greek Greek is uh, back to normal. I think I think the Lakers can too. Sometimes you know a little change can really uh, can either help you or hurt you. When your best player is out, that can really hurt the team. But once uh, the players get back, you know, the chemistry, the flow gets back into it. Right now, that's what they're missing. Yeah, the chemistry Lou, I, I got to right say, I, I, I have to say, I, I'm, I don't think you're terribly far off on that. And, and Aaron, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if, if that was some harsh takedowns of, uh, of our friends over there in L.A., especially uh, uh, Westbrook. I do have to say, um, I mean, the guy's talented. I mean, he's talented because he knows he can do it. But the key word that I think, I don't know if it was Barrier or maybe everybody brought it up, but efficiency. And you need to find a way to get um, Westbrook efficient. But it's hard, I think, to get Westbrook in any type of efficiency or any type of consistent role, considering everybody knows the whole thing is going to change once they all get healthy. So I think uh, they're just kind of I don't want to say again. Coasting isn't a good word for it, but they're they're playing ball right out there. They're 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 playing 500 ball. They're staying, keeping their heads above water. I mean, we pointed it out last week, and I'm sure we've all pointed out more more often than not. There's only you know five teams per per conference that's not going to make the playoffs. You know, you know, ten out yeah. of fifteen teams are going to make it. So the Lakers are just surviving at this point. I think they'll be. I think they'll be all right. But Lou, I gotta. I do uh, appreciate you giving us a shout. Uh, it's good to hear from you. Um, I have one question for you before um, I let you go, Lou. I gotta yeah. get your take. What do you think of the uh, the Staples Center becoming the Crypto.com Arena? Oh great! Everybody's buying the crypto <laughs> stuff again. Oh sure, forget it. What a what a, what a waste! Crypto, crypto this, crypto that. Next thing to be a crypto TV network. What next? Next thing, my house is gonna be crypto. It's gotta be all over the place. Give me a break. First of all, why would you want anything at their Superman's dog? Give me that. That was a Superman's dog. Underrated, underrated dog there. Underrated dog. Very. Yeah. All right. So I have a question for the rest of you guys on that um, crypto.com arena thing. And it's just kind of a fun little topic that's been popping up and, uh, um, what do you guys? I mean, it's it's a. It seems to me like everybody hates it. It's been universally panned. Um, it, it's a kind of a dumb thing to 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 get worked up about, I think. But do you guys put any stock or, or care at all about the uh, the crypto dot com uh, arena name? I mean, it was a staple set. <sighs> I mean, we're we're talking about staples. Yeah, I mean, like I go, I don't even shop there anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, the last thing I bought a computer from there because I couldn't get one at Walmart because the Walmart was all out during the pandemic. That's the only thing I got at Staples. So I mean, what's the difference? Crypto.com. Okay. Who, yeah. Right. Like who? I mean, I I almost worked at Staples for a minute. They took forever to hire me, and the villain was like, "I'll oh, kiss off." But I mean, listen, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's still a money grab. Staples was a money grab. Now Crypto.com. Like the only thing I could tell you is the garden will never be like uh, Squarespace uh, Garden, or, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or Bloomberg Garden. Like, you'll never see any crap like that Bloomberg in the Garden, because that's hollow ground. Yeah, that and the Yankee you know Stadium. what I'm saying? That and Yankee Stadium, yeah. I think you can't touch. And even, uh, you have to throw Fenway Park in there. There's some you just don't mess with. Yeah, well, it's Wrigley mean, Field is, like, is still Wrigley. You, it, you know, it's more Wrigley than it is Cubs Day, but still, to, you know, I'll let you go see this. But, like, it, it's a money thing. You know, you, you got logos on the jersey. What's the difference? Like you yeah, honestly think that the Staples Center would be the 
you, you would think the Staples Center would be, you know, along those lines like Yankee Stadium or whatever it could be that we are talking about that can't be touched. Let's keep, let's keep it a buck. They can name the stadium Jesus Christ of Nazareth Stadium, and that's still going to be called Staples Stadium <laughs> to any Laker fan, to anybody who knows anything about sports. Like, they can, they can rename the garden to I Love Apples, and it's going to be called the garden, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like whoever owns the rights to it, and this, that, and the third, it's always going to be called what we always called it. I mean, unless yeah, it's no, offensive listen, I, I, and, and, and 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 racist or something like that, like like the Washington football team, we ain't, we as sports fans are never going to change how we identify with the Staples Center. That's the Staples Center. Oh no, I think you're 100. percent I mean, I, I I I a Jet fan, and I know many of my Jet fan friends, although they're dropping like flies. Um, you know, we it's still it's still Giant Stadium in a way to me. You know, I, I don't care that it's MetLife and I don't care that it's not our team name. It's just, it's Giant Stadium, even though it's a completely different building. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, and and there's plenty of people that still refer to City as Shea, even though they're com- completely wrong. And again, it's a different building, but there's just that identity behind it. It's just I don't know. It's weird. I I don't I don't I like I like the dot com part of it too. It sounds so early late 90s early 2000s kind of kind of thing i remember when uh i think i forget exactly the stadiums there was uh one that was the overstock.com arena uh and then they ended up changing it to the oco uh which made a heck of a lot more sense once you just drop that dot com it just sounds sort of weird but uh, i don't know i saw that that headline over the uh, over the last week and i was <laughs> trying to get your thoughts on it um but one i saw uh that popped up in the last day was one that uh, it really had me thinking, uh, and it was the Dirk Nowitzki um, jersey retirement announcement, which really should have come as a shock to no one. I mean, Dirk was the Mavericks, and in some ways, I mean, even if you think about the sport 30, 40, 50 years from now, if you're a young Mavericks fan and and everybody you're looking up to and everybody you're talking to um, is is a Mavericks fan and you want to learn about the history of the franchise. I think at this point you're going to start and stop with Dirty unless somebody else, you know, really shows out in that franchise for a long a career as long as he had. I mean, uh, so, you know, do you guys think, I mean, Nowitzki, obviously I, there's no discussion, right? He's worthy of the Jersey retirement, but um, I mean, he's, do, do we all agree he's a first ballot hall of famer as well? Barry, I want to hear from you first. Um, he's the greatest Maverick uh, to ever put on a Maverick jersey, um, in my opinion. And he absolutely is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I, you know, he's the greatest international player that ever played in the NBA. Um, there's, a lo- there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, the guy isn't a trailblazer. He wasn't the first, but he's definitely the biggest star that they ever had. So, um MVPs, you don't have like you know the game changed because of, of guys like him. I mean, you had you know you know tall shooters like Larry Bird before him, but nobody was almost seven foot that could you know had the range and 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 you know he was the dunking he was dunking and and getting to the hole at first and then just became one of the best shooters that we ever saw. And and this was a long way from where he started because when he came in the league, serious correct me wrong, he was. He was, you know, languishing the first year or two, not scoring a lot of points, and people were like, this guy's mm-hmm. a Boston. And then, you know, he turned it on, and he made himself into an MVP, um, brought them their only championship. He, he, is, he is that guy. He definitely is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And everything that he gets, um, accolades, flowers, you know, give that man his flowers. Don't give him flowers because he wants flowers. You know, if you give him flowers because he <laughs> asked for flowers, don't give him his flowers. The guy deserves it. He's unbelievable. Yeah, his first real season that he turned it on was, I would say, the 2000-2001 season. And then once he hit that 0-1-0-2 season, I think the guy was an all-star every season since except for, you know, uh, the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, the guy is, is truly a legend. Um and I would agree. I mean, he's a no doubt first out Hall of Famer. Uh, Aaron, what say you? You know, here's the thing for me. As a Houston Rocket fan, um, I am trained um, from 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 birth to despise anything Dallas Maverick related. Um, with that being said, I have to give honor where honor is due. This dude has has done it at, at a high level for so, so, so long. Um, and first ballot Hall of Flamer, 
Yeah, I, I, I would have a hard time seeing a, a, a committee member or somebody uh, not, you know, give the green light to get him in for what he's done for the city of Dallas, for what he's done for the organization. Um, the way they, the, the thing I like about the, you know, Dirk and the Dallas Mavericks is the way they won their championship. Um, you know, beating the the, the Miami Heat and, and the manner in which they did, um, and just Dirk taking over like. The fallaway jump shots that you see Kevin Durant doing now was perfected by Dirk Levinsky. Like a, a, a lot of what we see now in today's day and age, the 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 you know evolution of big men who can shoot, you know, pull out from uh, the three point line and um, you know do something with it. You know that that's a testament of Dirk Levinsky because before Dirk mastered that. Um, no big man was really, you know, stepping out, you know, 15-plus feet from the from the basket and hitting jumpers at, 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 like, like that. So um, I salute him for, for what he was able to do to the game. And it, kind of, and it kind of frustrates me because I, I, I'm a little old school with how I, how, how I play ball and how I coach it. Um, I'd much rather, you know, if you're six foot four and six foot five, um, I, I rather prefer you get your ass on the block and, you know, jump hook and drop step and you know, put somebody <laughs> in the bucket. But now, you know, we got guys who come down and want to pull from 30 foot like they step and, you, you know, you six foot five and, you know, two and some change. And, you know, that's my area. You, you stay in your area, get out of my area. Yeah. But, that, again, that's a – that, that, that's a testament to what Dirk was able to accomplish and how he perfected a game and changed the game for a big man. Now, you know, all the big men like to shoot. So that's, that's because of Dirk. And then there's, then, there's, then there's Ben Simmons, you know, who's I think maybe the literal opposite of Dirk. <laughs> Refuses to shoot. I, I mean, you know, and, and one thing I got to say, Sirius brought up a great point. He, he's a Hall of Famer in my book just by taking down the Heatles. Uh, he, he's, a, he's immortalized wow. in my eyes just for that, just because he, he, he denied LeBron for one more year and, and exposed LeBron as a crybaby. I, I, I'll always give Dirk his flowers. So uh, oh, I'll give well, him yeah, the, 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 said, the, the hood flowers. You said, you said three nice things about LeBron earlier, and I can tell it's been bugging you. No, absolutely bugging me. Uh, shout out to the goat, Michael Jordan. Um, no, no, but no, but you know what's the real thing, uh, though? I wanted to ask you. Um, I, I think it's an elephant in the room in Dallas that people aren't really talking about, the fact that with um, Luka Doncic's hurt with the ankle injury, how well um, the former Nick, um, Kristaps Porzingis, is actually wow. playing. And it's, it's really – they can't play together. They don't belong on the court together. It's like Luca's too ball dominant. It doesn't allow Porzingis right. to operate, just to operate on the court. And when he when he's on the court, Porzingis is is just basically a spot up shooter that can't that can't really do what he wants to do. And he's not he you can't just stick him in a corner and hope he hits threes. Uh, you know, I definitely want to throw that around uh, the cafe. You know, that's that's quite an interesting point. And I have to admit, K, KP is turning into one of those guys you've almost, I don't want to say forgotten about, but just hearing that name, it's like, wait wait a second. You know, I almost forgot about the, uh, you know, the player that he that he could have been. Um, the unicorn. I, the I unicorn. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, he's a unicorn because we haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's you're right. The dude disappeared, and I think I think your point about the two of them not working together is, is fair. Um, they both they both need the ball. I mean, I think in some ways, like a guy like a Tim Hardaway Jr. has turned out better in that trade than Kristaps. Uh, um, I mean, look, KP he's what 26. Doncic is 22. If you're gonna build your um, your franchise around somebody. I would say you got to make if you got to make a, a choice, you got to go with Doncic and then maybe move KP for a piece that works better with Doncic. But I mean, you look at Doncic; the guy is the guy has all world talent. I mean, he's he he can do it all. I, I mean, he, there's nothing he can't do. Um, he puts the ball in the basket. He distributes. I mean, he'll he'll grab you a couple of boards, and and I. 
you know, it's it's funny. You kept, we all were talking about how efficient um, Russell Westbrook isn't. It feels like as as efficient as he isn't, Doncic manages to be uh, incredibly efficient with his time. But you know, he's hurt. So um, I I don't know. Maybe that's a guy that you could see. Not uh, Doncic, but uh, um, KP being like a, a trade bait because they really, you know, one thing we saw with Dallas and and Dirk was they put. They put pieces around Dirk uh, that'll enable them to win. I don't think they ever really gave Dirk as much help as he should have gotten, though. Uh, but I don't think they're going to do it for, for Doncic unless they can get something yeah. for KP. And somebody's going to value him. Somebody always values these guys. So, so Barry, uh, let me ask you, um, and then I want to hear from Aaron, but Barry, first, what would you do if you were – running Dallas and, and, you know, you've got the 22 year old Doncic and you want to build around him and you have assets like, well, I don't know how much of an asset KP is, but you know, how much would you go all in on this guy or would you try to play more of a long game? With Luca? They, didn't yeah. they already cut I mean, the check? You can't they cut wait. the check already. So, I mean, there's nothing, you got to build the right team around him. You got to get shooters and, and defenders, wing defenders to put around him. I mean, there's not much you can do. Shooters, wing defenders, and, and rebounders. I, I, that's it. I mean, I I, I don't think KP um, is a, is the right fit for, for Luca. You have to you have to trade him and try to get the right pieces around him. I think it's going to really take a GM and a coach to figure out um, what type of players to put. And I think Sirius would know better than I am since he, he's played a little bit more ball than I am. But. Um, to me, it, you know, Luca is such a ball dominant player that you know he he's going to drive, dribble, and, and penetrate and kick. So you got to get guys that can knock down shots, but can also it's like three and D guys, and then you need guys that can rebound um, after that. So, uh, but KP is not the, the he, he it's a Batman Robin thing, but he's not he's not he's not a Robin. He's not the right Robin for him. It's funny. I think with uh, Jason Kidd as the head coach too, I often wonder how you know that. I mean, man, I like Kidd as a coach. I really do. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm biased because he played so many great years with the Nets. Um, but I, I think he, he has some of the right uh, mentality and the way he views the game, just the, just his, his knowledge that he can give to Luka. But, yeah, I, I think also one of Kidd's um, things you've seen if you watch the teams that he's coached is he obviously, you know, as a point guard, values ball movement. And if Luka's the only guy touching the ball – that is really going to have enough talent to, to make a difference, then yeah, I agree. I mean, you really need those wing defenders, but uh, Aaron, what are you, what do you, what would you do if you're running the uh, Mavs and, and how would you try to rectify that roster if it was up to you? And, you know, I know you're a, a Houston fan, so, you know, let's not say throw them in the toilet, but I, I you know, I'm curious to hear what you would do. <laughs> Honestly, at the end of the day, you got to move KP. You, you, you got to move KP. Here's the thing. Luca is 22. Uh, he is literally your future. You don't cut the check. You know, you, he doesn't sign the super max deal. Um, and so you're, you're building around Luca. Point blank in the discussion. So when you look at the, 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 the rest of the team, you got Tim Hardaway Jr., which is, who's a knockdown shooter. You got other cats on, on, on the roster who can, who can knock down some shots. You got, Brunson, who who you know plays pretty well, you you got Denny, um, you, you got Finney Smith, who who who's your four who can play pretty well. You went out and this offseason and picked up Trey Burke, who is a you know a, a nice guy to come off the bench and you know give you some significant minutes. So you have to move KP. Clearly, this is showing you that the two of them can't work together. There's been rumblings about some type of and a beef between these two, um, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to move them. You got to move them now. When you talk about moving KP, you you know, where are you moving to? How do you move them? This is a guy who has, once again, been in street clothes on the sideline more times than he's been in uniform trying to help your team win. Um, so if, if he's unable to stay healthy, he definitely damages the trade value um, that you could potentially get for him so if I'm Dallas, you're kind of hamstrung. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because again, I don't, I don't think you're gonna get max value for injury-prone forward um, as you right. would somebody, you know. So I, 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 maybe a three-team deal or something like that. But 
if, if you're Dallas, you got to move KP, build around uh, Luca, and you know see where the chips fall. I think they need a legitimate big man. I think they go out and get a legitimate four, um, a legitimate big man. Maybe who, who knows? Maybe they call um, maybe, maybe they call Golden State and see what they can do for you know Andrew Wiggins or something like that. Maybe you call Sacramento and see if you can get Harrison Barnes back. Um, in, in, in your building and see what happens with that. But you got to figure out a way to get KP out of there and surround Luka with knockdown shooters and people that kind of stay hot. You know what I'm saying? When, when Dallas Mavericks made their run, um, Luka was able to kick out to Tim Hardaway Jr., and he's a walking bucket. He averages close to 15 a game. He, he's a walking bucket. You know he he stays right. He's a Hardaway. They they they, they come out the room <laughs> shooting jumpers. Yeah, you know what kind of player though. he needs though. Serious. I I honestly feel like, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Dave. He needs like a okay. like a Clay Thompson type type of shooter. You know, maybe a guy that doesn't need the ball in his hands can move off the ball, but can knock down shots at will. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, like a Joe Harris type. Yeah. Player. Exactly, yeah, exactly. We, Maybe more elite because Joe Harris that. disappeared in the playoffs for your Nets, who you never claim when he you did. come on the show. I, I got to be honest Let's with you. Back. You never claim that, that Nets are your team. You know he's a Nets fan, right, Sirius? He never claims it. I, I, I had no. no idea. Really? No, I'm a, I, uh, oh. I'm a Nets, uh, Nets, Devils, Yankees, and Jets. Tell the, tell, the, tell the good folks that you went to a Nets game with the villain I and did. the little villain. I did. It was a blast. Listen, oh, was a lot of fun. I still got the bobble. Oh. I still got the bobblehead at my desk. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. You, <laughs> now, now that was before anybody showed up to Brooklyn, like KB and 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 and, and uh, Kyrie. So the the cheap the, the tickets were cheap, but we were there. We were uh, watching. I think it was we got Spencer Dinwiddie bobblehead night and watched. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we watched Rondo. We, we watched Anthony Davis night. put up like four, a forty burger on the on yeah, the net. Yeah, he put up forty and, and Rondo got a triple double. It was ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Rondo got a triple double. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's how far back we're going. We're talking the 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 Pelicans with AD and Rondo. Oh man, that's it. It's making me feel old, but. Yeah, man, it's funny. I mean, we're talking so much about the uh, about the Mavericks, though. I just wanted to point out. I, don't, I mean, they're they're nine and five, and there's four teams that are nine and five in the West. So I always wonder whenever I I talk about or when anybody talks about tinkering with these teams. I mean, you're you're currently sitting at the four seed in the West, but I, I yeah, I think you're going to need more defense if you're going to try to get by the Jazz, the Suns, the Warriors, even the Nuggets. I don't know, the Clippers, honestly, they don't scare me. And I don't really do the Blazers. The Lakers only scare me if they can put it all together. I just think it's hilarious. No, uh, PP, don't kill me here. But I think it is somewhat hilarious that the Thunder uh, would actually find have a shot at the playoffs at six and eight and playing like they're playing, putting up ninety eight point or ninety nine points a game. It's uh, it's not what you want. But you know, I, and as a Jets fan, I know what it looks like to show no defense in in any sport. So. Um, Listen, guys. I know we're we're coming up on our last ten minutes here. Um, I uh, right now I'm showing Golden State uh, is you know running Cleveland out of the gym again. They're about to uh, about to win that game with a minute to go. Um, you know Minnesota's putting the 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 clamps on San Antonio. Um, you know San Antonio Spurs are are a team that kind of makes me wonder. Greg Popovich, you know, we, when Greg Popovich had, had Duncan and Ginobili and all those guys for a number of years, Tony Parker, I could run through an all-stars team worth of of players. Um, I I don't want to do this because it feels almost disrespectful. And I love the guy. Popovich is just one of the biggest uh, personalities and one of the most fiery dudes in the sport. But uh, I hate to say this. I mean, is, is, is his message lost or is it just a lack of talent? But that's, that seems like such a weak excuse for a team that's playing so badly. Um, is it time for the Spurs to move on from Popovich? Aaron, I want to hear from you first on this one. You know, uh, I, I will say this. You know, I, 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 I am a Tar Heel fan. 
And it, it hurt me when Roy Williams, you know, decided to hang him up. Um, this was Coach K's last year at Duke. Um, sometimes, you know, Father Tom taps us on the shoulder and lets us know, hey, oh, it's, no. it's time to go. But the, but, but but the thing is, for as long as Coach Pop wants that job, he's earned the right to have that job. I don't see owners and anybody tapping Coach Pop on the shoulder and saying, yo, my guy, go and get the box clean out your office. Um, I do think that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for you to win when you're when you don't have the talent that you need to. Um, I mean, it's it's without pulling it up right now, I don't think anybody right here can name somebody on the San Antonio Spurs. Nope, without pulling it up. Um, nope, I so I think I think honestly, you know, this, this team, and again, as a Rockets fan, I really can't throw shade because he won one game all season, um, and that's against um, OKC, but. It, it, you know, it, it, it's time. It, it's time. I, I, I hate seeing Pop go out this way. Um, I, I'd rather see him go out, you know, with dignity and respect, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But as long as he wants that job, it's his to have. Ooh, wow. I'm, I did do what you threatened me to do, and that was pull up the, uh, the Spurs roster. Here's the craziest thing that stands out to me is literally to except for Thaddeus Young and Doug McDermott. Every human on that roster has uh, five years or less experience in the NBA. Oh, my goodness. If you're a pop, I, I mean, I would be screaming uh, to get something that I can work with. Um, if you look at the, uh, the year-to-year or year-over-year stats on, on the way it went, unsurprisingly, you know, once they, they, they lost, uh, uh, you know, um, Tim Duncan um, and um, Kawhi left, they just kind of fell off the table. It didn't, it didn't, I don't know. It's been sad. I, I do have to agree with you in that. I think maybe it is time for pop to move on. Maybe let a coach who's better with younger players come in. Um, you know, I, it's, uh, it's tough, but Barry, what, what do you think they should do in San Antonio? I think at some point you got to do something to, to jog that franchise, right? Uh, it's a wrap, man. That, that franchise is, is going to have some lean years for a while. It doesn't last forever. I think they were on top for about 20 years or so, right, uh, since 1999. Yeah. They were um, a playoff team, and I think last year or the year before it was the first year they hadn't made the playoffs. So they had a great run, five championships with the great Tim Duncan and company. Um, I like Murray. I think he's a good player. I think you build around him, but they need a big star. They're not going to sign one. They need to get one out of the draft. Um, there's some kids coming in that draft, and we talked about uh, the, the the kid from Duke um, that looks like a stud. And there's more coming. So, um, Benchero. Yeah, Benchero. So, um, you know, there's some talent out there that that can help this team get you know some talent really quickly. But um, I think the iteration that they have is done. And I, and I kind of agree. I think Pop shouldn't really stick around for a rebuild. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Who knows? I'm waiting for, um, I'm waiting for some assistance to, to, to kind of take the reins. Um, you know, the, the, the popular candidate um, that we had talked about um, that's on his staff, you know, I, I, I don't know when she's going to get the job, but um, that Pop Simmons. Yeah, I, I think she. Um, so Becky Hammond. No Hammond, sorry, right? Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. So, yeah. um, I'm not sure when she's going to get, but she's she's the logical choice to take over for. Yeah, I think that would be great. I mean, you know, and if you know, you know, the the Spurs, they they seem like what uh, is a bore. I don't know why I hate using this word, but a boring franchise because they've always done things boringly. But maybe fundamentally is how Kim. You know, the big fundamental. I mean, that's. When you're going from David Robinson and uh, uh, Tim Duncan to, to passing the ball to uh, you know a guy like Kawhi, that franchise has certainly established itself as a safe franchise. And I think in a weird way, despite you know I I think if if Becky Hammond did get that job, it would it would be great for the franchise. It would be great for everybody. I mean I don't see any downsides to that, especially to successful. But you do. I mean everybody here knows that that would be a big a big news story that, uh, you know, a woman is, is coaching in the NBA. And I think the NBA is ready for it. If any of the leagues can handle it, I really think actually the NBA might be the one 
Um, so I'm, I'm, I'll admit, I'm absolutely. Hey, if Whoopi Goldberg can do it, so can Becky Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you want a man ain't walking through that door tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, but listen, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, it's not even a question in my mind that the league is ready for it. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Like, I'm, I, I, I don't care if you're male, female, or not. I mean, you know, as long as you can coach, you, there's no rule that says you have to be a male. Um, you know, there was no rule that said you, you couldn't be black to coach, and, and Bill Russell knocked that door down. So, um, I'm waiting. That's a that's a beautiful sentiment, Barry. All right, fellas, we're uh, we're we're coming to the end here. So uh, I got to ask each of you, um, as, what do you think um, you expect to see out of? Let's go with your team, Barry. I want to hear from you on the Knicks and Aaron. I want to hear from you on your team, and then we'll call it a week. I I just like to say, you know, Aaron, I feel bad for you and your Rockets, but not not really. I don't care. Um, listen, the Knicks are struggling. It's the, I, I feel like if they play the first, the second, and the fourth quarter, play the third quarter at all, they just skip it, the Knicks will win. They'll be fine. Well, they're um, already skipping the third, the third qu- quarter, Barry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem. But the other team showed it up. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's frustrating to watch them sometimes. I think they're still trying to find their chemistry in their, in their front, front, uh, first unit. Uh, Julius Randle is not playing the way he was playing last year. He's very ball-dominant. But with he's trying to play off the ball with Kemba and a little bit with Derrick Rose, I think that's the way he's got to he's got to adjust. He's got to learn to play that way. Um, you know, he can't dribble dribble with the ball in his hand. He's not he's not that efficient. Uh, Kemba is starting to put it together, but then he has a rough quarter, and then you know he doesn't see the fourth quarter, and, and Derrick Rose cleans it up. I, I, the, the energy is there from the second unit. The first unit is showing a little bit more energy. Now they just need to be more consistent throughout the game, and I think they'll be fine. But, hey, listen, last year at this point they were under 500. Um, they're a game, I think, or two, a, a game over 500. I'd rather have this 8-7 and seven Knicks team than the 8-7 and seven Sixers team that uh, that's in, in Philadelphia right now. Oh gosh, the Sixers are 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 silly with the way they're going about things. But uh, Aaron, what what say you? I mean, I know you know Rockets aren't in a in a great spot right now. So, um, yeah, you yeah. know, again, I, listen, I'm a Jets fan speaking to a Rockets fan. I think the two of us can com, you know uh, commiserate together about our sports teams. All right, but Aaron, <laughs> I mean, if you if you had control of the franchise, man, what would you do with them at this point? I mean, there's talented there's talented players on the roster. Mm-hmm. I think there's a more talented roster there than there is in, in in the Spurs than we were just talking about. So would you try to flip some of those players, build around some of them? What do you think? You know, um, honestly, for me, first and foremost, was I would, I would unload John Wall. We would figure out what we need to do to unload John Wall. Um, and I would do that immediately. We have a game this upcoming Saturday um, versus, you know, this whack-ass team in New York called the Knicks. Um, I need us to blow these cats out by 40. Like, real talk. Like, our, our, our next game is versus 40. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow them out by 40. You know what I'm saying? Christian Wood, do some do some damage on the cupcake Julius Randle. Um, and that, that was just, that, that was just set off my weekend. We'll sort of set off my weekend. But honestly, for me, um, you know, all jokes aside, um, I will figure out how to move John Wall, find out what we can get for John Wall. Um, maybe we need to pack in something to move Eric Gordon as well. Um, but I mean, honestly, I, ha- I have this conversation with friends of mine all the time. I understood we would be in a rebuild year. Um, we'll be rebuilding for a couple of years. I like the pieces we have. I think Jalen Green is as good as advertised. I, I like Porter Jr. Um, I like Tate. I, I like Wood. Um, so figure out a way to, 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 to move a couple of these guys. But I will definitely start with beating the brinks off of the whack-ass New York Knicks starting on Saturday. I, love I just want to say, I just want to say, Dave, oh. real quick, the ratings for the show just went down the toilet as we were watching talking about the Rockets. So now it's, it should go back oh. up. Now we're finished talking about them. <laughs> Listen, uh, maybe we'll get another win by the time we're back here next week. Uh, same time, same place. Uh, thank you all for uh, listening to us. Same time, same place. Like I said, www.sportscitychefs.com. Check us out on uh, everywhere you possibly can get a, uh, a podcast. 
Uh, thanks for checking in with you guys, and we'll talk to you all next week. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Uh-huh.